and they can hang out out there. They're still going to sleep in the camper because Lord knows that they're going to sneak out. They're already going to sneak out, so what's it matter? In a camper? Yep. We're going to hear them. In a tent, it's a lost You're going to hear them. I'm going to be asleep. <laughs> but, like, if they have their own area to go hang out, stay up till whenever, mm-hmm. like... We can have our own space, too. So it's a win-win. It is a win-win. You know what? Let's get him his own tent now. No. He's He'd perfectly love fine it. now. He'd love it. You can try that. You put the tent up and put him outside by himself and see how that goes. This is the Farm Hop Life Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Katie. Uh, so, episode six, we're going to talk about, what about the kids? I've only been teasing it for like two months, but look who's here. First, we're going to talk about where I've been for two months. <laughs> so, uh, we've had a lot going on with the pregnancy. How far along are you? 30 and a half weeks. Um, and it feels like 40 and a half, but we're getting there. Um, so, a few things happened at the beginning of... March, I got a pretty bad cold from Milo, our son, who picked it up at a gymnastics place. And ever since then, I've had this cough that just constantly lingers. And it's there all the time, middle of the night, during the day, when I'm trying to do a podcast. You know, all the fun times to have a cough. And so I have tried a few different things for it. I think we're just stuck with it for now. Um, oddly enough, this cold that we got was worse than when we actually got the virus. Do we say the, the virus? Do we say the actual name of the thing? Do you get flagged if you say the name of the thing? I don't know. I don't care. All right. Well, this cold was worse than that, which I had at the beginning of February. Um, but I don't know if it picks up. Like my voice is still kind of raspy. I don't know. I'm a hot mess. So... On top of that, I got carpal tunnel, which I got with my last pregnancy as well, except this time it decided to be absolutely horrendous and I can't sleep at night. And I was telling Matt the other day, it feels like you slammed your hand in a car door and like all your fingers are numb and tingly and your hand just constantly has a big cramp in it. Um, So we've been trying... I'm going to a chiropractor, I'm going to acupuncture, I've been wearing braces at night. I tried a muscle rub from a lady down in Texas. And just recently, this past weekend, I picked up a St. John's wart like liniment that you can put on at night. Um, so I've been trying that this week. We'll see how that goes. I've got the chiropractor tomorrow. But I have... Long story short, been very, very tired. And Mac gets home from work and we put Milo to bed. And he's like, hey, you want to go do a podcast? And I'm like, don't you hear me snoring over here? Like, I'm I'm done. So um, we planned for like two weeks. And he finally got me down here. So here I am. Do I look tired? I feel tired. Um, what else has been going on? Do you want to talk about the arrhythmia? I mean, you said it out loud, so... Uh, for... For... Let's see, since the kind of beginning of the year, almost, 
Yep. The, they picked up uh, when they did like echo scans and stuff, ultrasounds. ultrasounds. Um, they were picking up an arrhythmia of the heart. And it was like a bigeminy, sometimes a trigeminy, which means instead of like a baby's heart going, it would go, or a trigeminy going, you get the picture. So we have all these weird pauses in the heartbeat because things just aren't pumping in the right order. Um, so we had to go see a cardiac specialist, a pediatric cardiologist. And get a bunch of other tests done to make sure there's no defects. And um, everything turned out to be really good. Mm -hmm. um, they said there's a strong chance that this will turn out to be nothing. They don't see any defects. They don't see any actual like physical abnormality that's causing this. So, and actually in the last couple of weeks, the arrhythmia hasn't been detected. So crossing our like fingers that heartbeat leveled out. That's gone. Like, so it's steady, strong. Yeah. Not weird. Not weird. Not a weird heartbeat. Um, but something else that goes along with that is that in our town that we live in, we have two hospitals that you can have a baby at. One is the hospital that we had Milo at, where my OB is, and um, you know he was in on all my other surgeries that I've had and. I trust him and he knows all of my stuff. Um, and that is not where the cardiologist is. So the other hospital has the high risk, um, the high risk OBs, and they also have the higher level NICU. They have a level three NICU at that hospital. Um, so we had to make a decision if we were going to deliver at the place with the pediatric cardiologist and the better NICU and all of that fancy stuff, or if we were going to deliver at the hospital where basically it's my comfort zone. And we decided we're going to go with the place that has the better doctors for the baby. And then I found out that the high risk OB is going to be out of town exactly when I need to deliver. So now there's this whole thing about we're going to, delay an extra three or four or five days potentially to wait for him to get back. Um, he does have a partner in his office that I have met once and you just don't have that trust or rapport with a doctor that you've only met one time. So I'm hopeful that we can wait, but nobody's a real big fan of us waiting past 36 weeks. Um, except for me, because I would love to not have a baby in the NICU this time. Uh, the idea of being able to hold a baby as soon as it's born, like, that is so foreign to me, and it would be amazing to not have to deal with NICU stuff. I mean, we were only in there for 10 days, and I cannot imagine the moms that have to be in there for 30 or 40 or 50 or longer days. Um, like, those 10 days were the longest days I've ever had in my life. And so if we could avoid that, I'm good with it. But it does mean potentially putting myself at risk to wait longer to have a better outcome for the baby. So we'll see how it goes. We still don't have an exact date of when we're delivering. We still don't have a plan. And it's like a month away. So it's fun. 
So maybe June 22nd is the date we're looking at. Yeah. For now. For now. For now. If everything holds holds up. So, is there anything else you want to touch on? What about the kids? So, <clears throat> we've we've gotten various forms of this question before. Um, most recently, kind of my mom when she was in town. Um, I got the suggestion recently from my boss, and he's like, "What? Why wouldn't you wait? Like." Have you thought about waiting until the kids are older? And I'm like, yep, that's a thought that we're not gonna, we're not gonna do. Like if you just waited until everything was perfect, nobody would do anything ever. Like, is it convenient? No. But when are you going to go? I actually think it's maybe a little more convenient because... Milo's the only one who's ever really going to be used to having the house. The other baby's, like, not even going to be one yet. So they're not going to know any different. So I think maybe in that sense, the transition might be easier for them. It's definitely going to be harder for us. Right. But it, it might be easier for them to do it earlier. And they're smaller, so they take up less space. I mean, honestly. You get one bed. <laughs> um... So that was that was one thought so somebody somebody had like why don't you wait till you're older well we're we're not gonna so thank you for asking um, and so like well what about school funny you mentioned that we're just gonna do remote learning next question I so it took me a while to get on board with the idea of homeschooling even when Matt and I first met like he was on the homeschooling bandwagon. And I had never even looked into it. Um, and so once we got more serious about trying to have kids, we started talking about it more. And it makes so much more sense for the type of little people we're trying to raise. Like, the type of humans we're trying to turn them into. Like, I, I did really well in school, except that I talked a lot. And I got told to be quiet and I got told not to ask questions. And those are things that I don't want to stifle in my own kids. So um, what better place to learn than on the road all over the country? I, what I thought about today is like everyone thinks their kid is special. <laughs> and they are what we send them to school to not be special anymore. Like, you're just going to be like everybody else. Here you go. And that kind of seems pretty messed up, if you ask me. So we're just going to go the homeschooling route. Um, and we're not, we haven't decided on like a curriculum or anything like that. Um, but we got time to figure it out. But I do intend to find a curriculum that I want to follow. And that Matt and I can both kind of take turns of who's like teaching for the day right um but there definitely will be something that we follow it's not just going to be a free-for-all um because i would never teach them math <laughs> that's just me <laughs> but you know they maybe should know some he already some knows how math. to read a tape measure so that's true so he's fine he's good we passed him already so um things like that 
leads me to my next point is exposure to hard skills. So, um, knowing how to build stuff using, using saws and drills. And he's already like helping me when I, when I go to use my drill on something, he puts his hand on the back of me and he goes, helping. <laughs> and I let him, I let him pull the trigger on the impact gun to drive screws into stuff. And, um, he loves going to get his tools out with his daddy. So if that's something we can keep doing, yeah, then, you know, he's, by the time he's five or six, he's going to be building things just as fast as you are. Hopefully. That'd be great. That sounds good to me. And then it's not just things that I know or Katie knows. It's also things that people we're visiting know. So like, let's say we're helping somebody on the homestead and they've got like, they're trying to restore like an old muscle car or something like that in their garage. I'll be like, hmm, or baby number two, whatever. Hmm, what's that? And they'll talk about cars and then maybe learn how to swing a wrench or something like that. And because I don't, I'm not really that into cars. Um, Me either. Never, I don't know, just never totally piqued my interest. Like, eh, it'd be cool if you could rebuild an engine or whatever. But after hearing about like how, like tiny the parts can be. I'm like, ah, never mind. I don't really give a crap about that. Um, <clears throat> but that might be something that piques his interest. Or let's say um, the person we're visiting is like a pianist. So he knows how to play the piano or is some sort of some uh, form of artist in whatever whatever medium their their art is in. Um, just little little things that people people do that I don't know I just want to get him exposed to as much as possible see what he picks up on and he might be like me and like I'm going to be all in this thing for like six months next and then move on move on to the next thing so that that's entirely possible but you don't know what you're interested in until you get exposed to it so that's that's just one one thought or several thoughts several those several thoughts several short well short thoughts so <laughs> the the other thing we want to get um get them thinking about is making money versus earning money so like you go to a job to earn money like the job needed to be done by somebody you just filled that role go home collect your paycheck making money is seeing an opportunity that's either like um a void in the market that they fill or you know a brand new opportunity like hey this that nobody else is doing this i'm gonna try and see if there's a market for it you know that's that's making money almost kind of like out of thin air so we want to encourage that like i saw a tiktok recently this guy's like I don't, I don't pay my kids an allowance for them doing their job. Like I pay them when they learn a new skill or they step outside their comfort zone or, um, you know, things like that. Not just you did your chores. Here's your $5 a week or whatever. $500 a week maybe is what it's up to. But, um, that's how you get just, just paying somebody like paying your kids to do their chores like the bare minimum that's how you make employees 
but if you pay them to think outside the box and um, learn new skills and you know deal with being uncomfortable that's how you get your kids to be like making money and being an entrepreneur I never got an allowance, so I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> My dad tried to do like a fancy spreadsheet, like of course he did, and like this week and this day and blah blah blah, and then it, we tried it several times. It all fell apart, and we still got our allowance. So, so something you should know about Matt's dad, he's an entrepreneur. He started his own company. He was always trying to invent things and try new stuff, and I think that's probably where you get some of this mindset like maybe like he started his own company with a friend of his and built it into like a 50 person job like company like it was pretty big and he saw like you just said he saw a niche that needed to be filled and he filled it and he did a really good job at it and he's always had that kind of like what can I do? How can I make this better kind of mindset? Um, and I think that's that's the type of thing that you're trying to instill in the kids. Yeah. So Make that like their native mindset. Like how can I blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So. Next point. What are we going to do about friends? Don't need them. You need some. Uh, do you want me to start on this one? Sure. Okay. So, there's, like, you are, like, the one exception to anybody I know that still talks to someone that they knew when they were three years old. What do you mean? Nobody else I know still talks with their friends from... I have, like, from... three good friends that I talk to. And I don't talk to them all the time. But one of them is a girl that I met when I was, like, three or four. So. And you guys chat, like, occasionally. Yeah. I know and what's going on in her life. She knows what's going on in mine. So. We're not, like, we don't hang out. She lives in an entirely different state. But. Childhood friends are just, like. A dime a dozen. Well, <laughs> they're just not terribly important, I don't think. And, like, in in normal circumstances, like, it's more like the kids. Oh, are you going to beat me up? No, okay. Are you going to tease me? A little bit. Okay, that's that's fine. Um, we could be friends, I guess. If you don't beat me up and you only tease me a little bit, now we're friends. Like, <laughs> It's a real low bar. So it's like being a kid these days, I guess. I guess. So um, I had talked to, um, I interviewed somebody recently, and they, for, her husband's in the military, so they traveled around quite a bit, and, like, all her kids, you know, they were homeschool some of them started out in school and then ended up getting homeschooled and whatnot they don't they didn't really have any like childhood friends and now they're adults and it's it's really not like a big big deal but the friends that they do have are from places that they have traveled to so like they still keep in touch with people in several states so um how cool would that be if you had a friend in every other state or something cooler if it was like every other country but we can work on that yeah eventually eventually
You waiting on me? I thought you were going to take the next one. I don't really have a lot of input on sports. So, <laughs> like, okay, well, what about sports? Like, <laughs> There's a joke when my old employees, I used to run a coffee shop, and we would have, like, dress-up days to, like, get the team all excited, and we would do, like, dressing up for the Twins or the Vikings or whatever, and there was one morning that these girls came in and they're all like dressed up and I had like a bandana on or something super lame. Like I didn't try very hard at all. And I was the boss and they were like, Katie, like what, what's going on? Like, I thought we were dressing up for Vikings today. And I just looked at them and I was like, yay, sports. And it's like an ongoing joke. Like somebody referenced it like two months ago, one of my old employees. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's how I feel about sports. Like, ooh, go you. You did sports. Yeah. I mean, like, I like the, the idea of, like, the team building and learning to work together and all of that. But I'm not going to be super bummed if my kid doesn't want to play football or hockey or anything. Yeah, me either. So. But, like, you know, the athleticism... I guess that's all I got. <laughs> that wasn't even a full sentence. No. <laughs> no, but let's say he did want to play mm. soccer. I'm sure there's like meetups you could do in various cities around the country. Just bring a soccer ball or three and just kick it back and forth. Uh, could be like, let's say lacrosse or whatever. Just pass it back and forth. And if kids are around like hey can we play like yep let's get a game going you know three on three or whatever so it's really well also as they get older if it's something they really 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 want to try and do we could find like a summer league somewhere to yeah. sign them up for and we could just stay there for the summer um or stay nearby um whether that be boondocking or actually at somebody's farm or homestead or if we end up having to pay for a few nights of camping like it's worth it to give the kid that experience and find out if it is something they really want to try and do every year so yeah and um we already the next point is we already try to limit the toys that that milo has which is hard about 75 percent of them he's been given and like I think the other twenty five percent you you bought them like stocking stuffers last Christmas. And or that, they're like hand me downs or things yeah. that we've gotten from other people. But a majority is gifts from mostly grandparents. And we understand that. That's totally fine. We're just not gonna have room for it once we move. And we are trying like there is a time and a place for like toys, sure, like pretending this and that and building blocks whatever but we're also trying to like encourage more time outside um yeah that's that i mean that's really all there is to say about toys i think a lot of kids nowadays have an absurd amount of toys and like every time they go to the store their parents buy them a toy because they throw a fit and you know like Something I'm trying to 
work on even now with my, like we went to the grocery store today and he saw chips and he loves chips. And I let him pick out one bag of chips to put in the cart, but he wanted to open them and eat them right there. And I'm like, nope, we got to buy them. We got to take them home. Like, and so then he gave up on that bag of chips and he wanted a new bag of chips because maybe I was going to let him open that bag of chips. And I told him we were only getting one bag and he didn't like it, but I just redirected. And I know that that's going to get harder as he learns how to talk back to me. But like... It worked today. It worked. It worked this time. And I'm going to just try to like, I'm not going to give into that. Like, ever. Because as soon as you do, you're screwed. So, they learned that like, what was that thing we were watching? They learned that the biggest tantrum that they threw ever actually worked. Mm -hmm. And so now like, that's the meltdown level that they go to every time. Which I'm not. I'm not a fan of. So. No. Like, if we go to Target tomorrow, we can look at toys. We can talk about them and we can play with them in the cart. But we're not bringing one home. <laughs> and I'm not going to buckle on that. So. Nope. And he's not even going to let Milo look at the toys. So. <laughs> nope. Nothing to see. Junk. Plastic <laughs> junk. Except when you go to Shields and let him play with little shotguns. That's, That's different. It's totally different. <laughs> Those aren't toys. I'm buying him a pelican for his second birthday. Maybe four. Two and a half. <laughs> uh, and then the last point we have is when they're older, they're going to want their own space. You get them a tent. The like, end. like something you can set up that is like a second living room for them. And they can hang out out there. They're still going to sleep in the camper because Lord knows that they're going to sneak out. They're already going to sneak out, so what's the matter? In a camper? Yep. We're going to hear them. In a tent, it's a lost You're going to hear them. I'm going to be I'm going to be asleep. <laughs> but, like, if they have their own area to go hang out, stay up till whenever, mm -hmm. like, we can have our own space, too. So it's a win-win. It is a win-win. You know what? Let's get him his own tent now. No. He's He'd perfectly love fine it. now. He'd love it. You can try that. You put the tent up and put him outside by himself and see how that goes. He might do okay for a little while. I think we should put a bet on it. I think I think we got like five minutes on that. Mm. We'll see. We'll, talk we'll about update you on the next episode if it's warm enough. I won't. So, um, that's it for, um, what about the kids? If you have any questions or comments, uh, post them, send me an email, matt at farmhoplife.com. You can check out our website, farmhoplife. What did I say? Farmlife hop, <laughs> farmhoplife.com. Um, he only says it like eight times a week. So yeah. And, um, at the bottom of the page, you can sign up for our newsletter. We have to write a newsletter? You didn't tell me where to write a newsletter. It's just like updates, like when, you know, a new uh, podcast is posted, videos, interviews, things like that. <laughs> All right. I guess we're going to write a newsletter. Sign up. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Let's stay in I'll touch. Write, I'll write it. <laughs> you can follow us on a bunch of social medias and um, I'm trying to think of the other things. 
I have an outro written. I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm so, pretty sure that's it. Uh, next episode, it's undetermined, but we might talk about what did our parents say? That'll be fun. Will it? Maybe. Are they going to listen? No. Okay. Then that'll be fun. We'll see you next time. Go feed yourself. Bye.